0: Dancing out a Grace anatomy podcast we're your hosts jasmine petty
1: and giuseppe corallo hi everyone hi jasmine how are you
0: i'm good how are you
1: i'm fine thank you so this is our bonus episode this special episode and we're going to talk about very interesting stuff this episode i say and funny also yeah (laughs) right
0: yes um i think you're going to share with us some of your uh, fan encounters And uh, we're going to talk about some Grey's Anatomy news. Uh, But before we get into that, uh, how are you? How were your holidays? Well,
1: I, I, you know, right now I'm at home with my parents and I thought my holidays were going to be different because I I, I thought that I was going to study more. I thought that I was going (laughs) to do things that I wished I had done. But instead, all I did was binge watching Bridgerton, the new Netflix series by Shondaland. I basically completely fell in love with the show, so I watched it all in one sitting and and then i obsess and even now I obsess over music, over dialogue, over the chemistry between daphne and and um and Simon. so I don't know if our listeners have actually watched to it too. I think so, because apparently it's the this holiday uh sensation, you know mm. Have you watched it?
0: I've started watching it. I got about five minutes into the first episode. And then I was eating and it was like a sex scene. And not that I have a problem with that. I just, it was kind of weird. So I was like, okay, I'm going to come back to this when I'm done eating. And I haven't gotten back Mm -hmm. to it. But uh, I like what I saw so far.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's a very sexy show, mm-hmm. so y- you don't want to eat while watching it, I, I'd say, oh. yeah, no, no <laughs> eating, no eating. No, but it's very funny and it's sexy and it's also a joyous show. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love the word joy, joyous, uh, because Krista uh, uh, Vernoff, whom we all know, the showrunner of Great Anatomy since season th- 14, actually uses this word joyous joy a lot of time in like during interviews mm-hmm. so I, I like using this word as well and Bridgerton was a very joyous experience which I clearly needed because yeah I, I enjoy it so much and and you know it's it's based on romance novels mm-hmm. it's a, so so it's a, it's a romance show and uh, the thing that makes or breaks this show is uh, the chemistry between the characters, the main couple, of course, and also between the other characters. And I think the chemistry is on point. is off the charts. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, I, I was really invested in them and um, in the show as a as whole. And I'm excited for season two. Besides that, besides watching Bridgerton, I basically didn't do anything. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, I tried to do some work. Uh, I'm actually writing a thesis for university right now mm-hmm. for a project that I need to finish. <laughs> but, you know, it's been boring days, mostly. What about you?
0: Uh, I'm good. I just got back from my holidays. Uh, so I went to visit my family for a week. And and the original plan was um, I was going to take a train down and I was going to see my parents, my grandmother. And then we were going to go um, into the city where my, where my mom's family is um you know because they live nearby and then see all of them um and then the Monday so we so then I wasn't able to get a train and we were rid right the safety so my dad came and drove me and okay. then the Monday before Christmas um so I'm in orange zone right now I'm in Ottawa so that's actually a fun fact about Giuseppe and I for our listeners out there is that uh <laughs> we both live in a capital city but uh not the same one in fact
1: yeah yeah um so your C's yeah. seas-
0: Yes, so I'm I'm in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, which is the capital of Canada, and you're in.
1: I'm in Rome, Italy. I mean, right now, since I'm doing my holidays with my parents, I'm in Sicily, mm-hmm. where I grew up, where I was born. But yes, I live in Rome, Italy. So yeah. you can, you, so you, all the listeners can can have an idea how difficult it is for us sometimes to record with the time <laughs> zones and all this kind of stuff, right?
0: Yes. Yes. Because uh, it's it's afternoon my time and it's evening your time right now.
1: Yes, here it's eight o'clock in yeah. the uh, in the evening. What it's about you?
0: It's about it's two o'clock here.
1: Yeah, yeah. So so very <laughs> different time zones apparently.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we're different different zones. So um so Ottawa has been in an orange zone for a while, which is like in terms of COVID is like um. It's like a protect slash prevention zone, so you know we're allowed stuff was open, but you know they're discouraging non essential trips. And then you know where I was going, where my parents are, and where her, my mom's family is, were also orange zones. So we were going to be able to visit originally, you know, gatherings of ten people. And the money before Christmas, London Ontario, where my mom's family is and in, in the region my mom and dad are in, um, went from an orange zone to a red zone. And so as a result, we weren't, I was able to see my parents, my grandmother, but I wasn't able to see anybody else except over Zoom because it wasn't safe uh, for us to travel we were in a red zone. And, you know, my grandmother is obviously elderly and I, my cousin had a baby, yeah. so it's increased risk. So that was disappointing because I was looking forward to, to seeing everybody. The, the Zoom was nice, but it's not the same, uh, but it's what we got to do to keep ourselves safe. Uh, and then, of course, on Boxing Day here in Ontario, so that's the province that I'm in, we went into a 28-day lockdown, so everything is mm. closed, essential trips only, and that's the, yeah. the province. So uh, that was a bit sad, uh, but we made the best of it. Uh, what's the situation like where you are right now?
1: Well, actually, it's the same. Right now, we're in a red zone in Italy until the sixth, so we mm-hmm. can travel, we can do anything, and and as you said, these holidays were were sad because you know you you. An holidays and holidays because you can gather with the people you love we can you can gather with your parents with your relatives with your friends or your families yeah it's been very weird i also did lots of zoom calls yeah and it was quite an experience because uh, yeah everyone kept talking at the same moment so it was very difficult to listen to everyone but uh, yeah but you know uh, as much as they were sad i was also grateful that i was with my parents because sadly Many people have lost their lives. They are still losing their life because of this, because of this shitty virus. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, yeah, it's been difficult. It is difficult here as well in Italy. And uh, the vaccines started. Uh, the the vaccines campaign started in uh, on the twenty seventh of December, and yeah, Italy hopes that by September we are are all going to be vaccinated. So I hope this happens. But, you know, it's it's a very difficult time. And also, I don't know how the situation is in Canada, but lots of Italians, uh, Mm -hmm. they actually think that they don't want to do this vaccine because they're afraid that Mm -hmm. it is high risk for other, that it could cause problems. So there are all these people that, I mean, I don't want to say they are stupid because that is not the right thing to do. but I think it is not very intelligent right now to mm. to say I'm not going to do a vaccine to protect uh, to protect myself and other people. I mean, we all live together in a community yeah. in a close proximity. so I think we should take care of ourselves, of course and of others. but uh, I mean, again, I don't know how. Uh, how are people responding where you are to this vaccine
0: news? Uh- Pretty good. I mean, we started our rollout kind of mid-December and, you know, first with the Pfizer biotech vaccine and then we got the Moderna one. And so far it's been going well, like they've been um, immunizing healthcare workers and long-term care home workers. And so far people have been receptive to it. I mean, there are, for example, I have um, a family uh, from Alberta and uh, for all my Canadian, fellow Canadian listeners out there, you you know where I'm going with this one. Albertans can be a bit stubborn and I can say that lovingly Yeah. I have family out there and, um, you know, where my dad's talking to his brothers who still live out there Who they're like, Oh, I don't know if I'm going to get the vaccine. And my dad's like, "Freaking jab me with anything. Like, I just want to be able to go outside. So there definitely are some people that are uh, hesitant or resistant to it. So, I mean, there are some people, but I think the majority of the population at least my feeling or understanding about it is that people are, are receptive, yeah. um, especially because in, uh, so like in the landlocked provinces, like the coastal provinces are doing well, but the landlocked provinces like Ontario aren't. And so, you know, a vaccine means the ability to go outside and live yeah, a yeah, kind of, of normal life. So yeah, people definitely are receptive, but uh, right now only like only you know those essential healthcare and long term care home workers are getting them. Uh, but we're also predicting. So yeah, the government has said that they think by September. Yeah, the, oh, the, it's the same will be immunized and everybody who wants it can get it yeah getting there getting there slowly
1: yeah let's be hopeful and speaking of joy (laughs) as you as you said at the beginning i i'm going to tell you a story Mm -hmm. about that time i met patrick dempsey in rome in an elevator (laughs) okay so Basically, um, as you know, I, I work in a communication agency, Rome, as a publicist for actors, uh, singers, for the entertainment area, mm-hmm. and, and so I'm I'm often involved in photo shoots in beautiful location settings that work, you know, for the tell- for the storytelling mm-hmm. that we want to convey convey with that um, with that person. Mm-hmm. And that day, I was actually working this very beautiful hotel in the center of the city. And it was late afternoon and the shooting had, that had been going on all day long, uh, we, with a singer we represent at, at Just Handed, And you can imagine how busy and heightened the atmosphere is during those moments. You have to make sure everything is perfect. And when the shooting is done, you need to be careful not to leave really things behind. You have to, of course, say goodbye to the people you work with, make sure the dresses are packed and ready to go. I mean, there is always um, a frenzy of activity, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it was a chaotic time at the end of the shooting and I couldn't find a pair of shoes that we used to shoot to put them away. Again, I did the atmosphere, and, and I was like in despair because I was like, where were the, Where are the freaking shoes? <laughs> so no, I was, I was very scared because I, I was in charge of all the clothing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I miss the shoes very expensive shoes, by the way. So I had to locate them. Anyway, so I took the elevator to go back to the room in which we were shooting. And I was really panicked, alone and panicked in the elevator. And then the elevator stopped, the, door, the doors opened, and Patrick Dempsey was there. Yeah, he was. I mean, Derek Shepard, Nick Dreamy, was standing there in all these Glorious dreamness, you know? Can you imagine how I mean, I reacted?
0: Oh, um, I,
1: I, okay. Try, try and guess.
0: I, I'm guessing you were starstruck. That would be my guess. Yeah,
1: because I, w- I was like paralyzed, literally. <laughs> because, uh, not just me, trust me, I know how to behave when I meet famous people because it has happened a lot to me thanks to my job. Mm-hmm. For example, once at the Venice Film Festival in Italy, I was in the same elevator with George Clooney. I mean, George freaking Clooney wow. so I really and I didn't do anything because I really know how to it cool but this was different it was <laughs> Derek I mean it was one of my most beloved fictional couple ever yeah so I I, I was still grieving his death you know of course the character's death <laughs> I mean I know some lines of him and Meredith uh, scenes by heart so it was no random famous guy sorry Clooney but it was not it was Derek Shepard, Patrick Dempsey. And and besides, all of this was happening while I was in the elevator, a staple of Grey's Anatomy. Trust me, Jasmine, it didn't actually feel real. So picture this. I was paralyzed, didn't know what to do. And I kept looking at him. He was alone, so just the two of us. I could have told him anything. I could have asked for a picture. But the truth is, I got out of the elevator, Was staring at him like staring at him (laughs) and he was very nice and said hi what did i do jasmine (laughs) nothing nothing i didn't even reply and he told me again hi he was very kind and i stayed silent then over the doors closed (gasps) he was gone and i hadn't said a word i mean he felt it felt surreal like this didn't just happen to me and then, when I realized that it had actually happened to me, I was so mad at myself because when is that ever going to happen to me again? Yeah. Any better? Me, McDreamy, <laughs> never again. Oh. I mean, all I all I, I all I could think about was pick me, choose me, love me. So maybe it was for the better that I kept mom. <laughs> you know, it was. It, it was. It was incredible. It was surreal. And of course, Patrick Dempsey was at the time in Rome to shoot the serious devils, which mm. has already aired in Italy, but I think it is now airing in the USA on the CW. Mm. Uh, so it was crazy. And he was so nice because he kept telling me, hi, and again, hi. And I didn't reply to him. I was very rude. I mean, I think he realized that I was starstruck. So I'm sure I that was-
0: happens to him all the time, though. Like, I'm sure... I'm sure he's used to it, where people are so starstruck they don't know what to say. Yeah, uh, I'm sure it happens to him all the time. Yeah, it was incredible, and I was so mad. <laughs> you know, when uh, that that
1: that evening, I basically called my cousin, my mother, my father, <laughs> everyone, telling them, "You, you cannot, you're not going to believe what ha- what just happened to me." And they told me, "Oh, do you have a picture with the guy?" And I was like, "No," because I didn't ask him. And he, he would have told me, yes. He would have said to me, yes, let's take a picture. Because of course, it, it was just the two of us. It's never mm-hmm. going to happen to me again, Jasmine. <laughs> you realize that I met McDreamy. I'm never going to possibly meet him again. I mean, not under these, secre- these circumstances, just the two of us, as I said. So it was,
0: yeah. it was, it was
1: incredible. And I want to share this story because I think the message that I want to convey to the world is that if you meet McDreamy, <laughs> just ask for a picture. Don't be paralyzed. You know you cannot because you never know when it's gonna when it's gonna happen to you again. Yes. <gasps> yeah. It was. It, and, yeah. I know. And I also met. I also met Ellen Pompeo, but that was actually quite different because I met Ellen Pompeo during a film festival in Taormina, Sicily, and it was this summer between you know season eleven and season twelve. Mm-hmm. So I was very mad at the show. You know, because McDreamy had just been killed off.
0: Yes, uh,
1: I was very, very mad. It was, uh, as I, as have said in the past, it was the only time in which I actually seriously considered, uh, you know, leaving the show. I was like, okay, I can't take any more death. This was the last straw. I can, I just cannot. Mm-hmm. But of course, I still loved Ellen, and 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 meeting her was was amazing, and she was great to everyone, kind, tried to take photos with everybody. I was able to do a photo. I have a picture of me and Ellen Pompeo, and you can see it um, uh, on my Instagram, uh, Giuseppe M. M-M Corallo, I mean, l o and it was, I mean, so that you have proof that I'm not lying, that I have a picture with Alan Pompeo. Did you see that picture with my picture with Alan Pompeo? No,
0: we should we should share it to the, the podcast account so our fans can see.
1: Oh, <laughs> no. No, I, I, I looked very bad in that picture. It, it, it was like, uh, what was it? It was like 2014. Mm, I mean, people... I, I'm terrible in that picture. I mean, people can... Go and look at it. I don't know if I want to share it as, as, as our podcast image. I don't know. Anyway, she was she was very tiny, very, very tiny and, and gracious. And she was amazing. And I was mad at her be, uh, for a moment because one person asked her, so how is the show going to move on from extremist like, death? Meredith just lost the love of her life. And she replied, well, there are many fishes in the sea, and I was like, "What? You cannot say that. This is disrespectful to, to, Derek and to there. I can to murder to the married and their couple. So, but yeah, she was amazing. She is amazing, and I, I hope to meet her again because that would be a dream. And to take another picture, maybe this time, I, one in which I look good. I mean, just a little yeah. bit, because it's- she looks amazing in that picture as always, and I look very bad. So.
0: Ugh. But that happens. Like I've um I haven't met any celebrities or anything, but I've met uh politicians like living on and that kind of thing. I've met the Prime Minister more than once.
1: Oh yeah. well, that's big. Meeting yeah. the Prime Minister is very, very big.
0: Yeah. Um and there's a photo on uh I think I have on my Facebook page. Um but if you look at me, like the Prime Minister looks great in that photo, um, I look freaking terrible because I was volunteering my hair, like I hadn't washed my hair in a couple of days. He looks great, I look terrible. So I get I get it. like because you're never expecting to meet somebody, famous or important, and then you meet them, and then you get the yeah. photo, and you look, they look amazing, you look terrible. So I yeah. totally get it, terrible. I totally you're
1: get you're it. I mean, they are dressed up and, and have great makeup on, and you look like a person who just got out of, of bed, and it's yes. like, ah, oh, very, yes. very bad. Yeah, uh-huh. so, and, and you're not dressed properly, as you said. So yeah, yeah, yeah there is that. But it was, it was great meeting the two of them, and I, uh, you can understand that I'm always going to regret my behavior when I met Patrick Dempsey, but it's a fun story to tell. So at least I have that, you know?
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. It's okay. a good story.
1: Yeah. Also, speaking of, of course, Gris Anatomy, first of all, we want to say that we are very, very happy that you are listening to us, that you're invested in the podcast. And I know, Jasmine, that you want to give. A shout out to one of our listeners
0: yes so the shout out i want to do which i meant to do um a couple well i do last episode and i i forgot um so i want to do it now so uh we want to say a big big thank you to a, a fan of ours uh by the name of megan mudge um because a couple episodes ago um i so i uploaded the the audio file for our podcast and i thought everything was fine and then we get a message from this person on instagram being like hey like why is it only nine minutes long or eight mm-hmm. minutes long and i was confused so i asked her like, what she meant and she exchanges like well like it, the preview is only showing that the episode is eight minutes like they're normally like you know 45 minutes an hour and so i look it up and to my horror i realized that something has gone wrong with the file and the preview not just the preview but like when you click on the like you went to play the episode mm-hmm. it, it's only eight minutes Like our voice is just cut off like the rest of the auto file was just missing and so I scramble I'm going through it I realized there was somebody there was a issue with the way the recording uploaded I fixed it but then I had to spend like all this time to fix the preview which I'm still fixing for one of the apps so uh, we are very grateful uh, to her for uh, catching that error and for letting us know because otherwise we might not have caught it or we might not have caught it for like weeks so I wanted to give a big shout out to Megan and uh, you can follow her on Instagram at Megan.mudge so that's M-E-G-A-N dot M-U-D-G-E. So thank you so much, Megan. We really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, thank you, Megan. And so as I was saying, speaking of news and what has happened uh, during this week, we also read uh, bad news regarding Grey's Anatomy because as the the COVID situation worsened in uh, in LA, uh, all production has been suspended. Uh, So Grey's Anatomy, was supposed to go to resume production on the week uh, um, of January 11th, uh, but now it won't. It should be back on production on starting on Monday, January 18th. Of course, we don't know if that will happen, and we don't know how this will actually affect the schedule, uh, because Grey's Anatomy is supposed to return on March 4th. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think they were in the middle of shooting episode seven. Yes. Uh, yeah, so do you want to say something to us about what do you think will happen, Jasmine?
0: Yeah, Um. so for those of you who don't know much about how TV shows are filmed, um. so uh, Grey's Anatomy takes about 10 days to film. And the reason I know that is that I've read uh, Shonda Rhimes' book, The Year of Yes, which if you haven't read that book, I recommend it. It's short and it's great. Um. It's about her personal life, but that she also talks a lot about Grey's Anatomy and um, some of her other shows. Um, so it, it's awesome, but she, she explains kind of uh, in depth and the, the process of how they film and then produce the episode, which takes them about 10 days. Um, so generally speaking, obviously they have to give the actors a couple of days off in between episodes because you don't want to burn, be able to burn out. Um, so generally speaking, you know, they'll, you know, they film Monday to Friday, they're off on the weekend. They film, you know, the next Monday to Friday and then the episodes are edited and they begin filming. Um, the next one and normally they film uh 12 hour days. Um, but I read uh, part of an interview with um I believe it was I believe it was either the actor's face Joe or the actor space Maggie saying that um with the COVID requirements they're now down to 10 hour days and um, normally like they're shooting, shooting shooting the whole day. Whereas now because of COVID they have to you know like they're waiting a lot between shots. Um it, it's really impacting how much they can actually film. Um, until yeah,
1: later. yeah. I want to say something about that mm-hmm. because before you actually film a scene, you have to rehearse a scene, mm-hmm. and now with all COVID protocols, you you can't have all the crew stuff in, in the same room at the same time. So if before there were like two, three rehearsals, now there are five, ten. So this, of course, slows things down, mm-hmm. and. I read these interesting things that uh, Krista Vernoff, uh, the showrunner of Grey's Anatomy said, which she said that now they're writing um, scenes that last longer. And we have seen this in the first half of season mm-hmm. 17, for example, with Maggie, uh, the Maggie and Belly talk, or also other scene that I cannot recall right now, but we've seen it. And this is because in this way they have less sets to fit, mm-hmm. to use, so the script is is less longer. You know, this helps them filming uh, more easily. Yeah, uh, because now, as you said, it's uh, ten days, uh, ten hour a week. So yeah, yeah, it's very difficult. And I, I mean, I, I was thinking the other uh, the other day that this is the first time in race history that we actually don't know what will happen because yeah, they might return March fourth, but. knows what will happen and i think that we are not going to have 16 episodes as as it was actually um said in the past in the past weeks because i think that we have less episodes
0: my my guess is that it's going to be closer to like 14 15. yeah that that would be my guess because if so doing the math like i did the math the other day and they would have yes they would have filmed finished filming um they would hopefully have finished filming episode seven to like the next episode and then begun to film part of the next one after that um or you know they're still part way through filming episode seven i mean since we do not actually have direct knowledge for the show like you know how much more time is COVID taking? Do you know what I mean? Like how much more time yeah. is taking the, the filming? Uh, so we don't actually know, but that impacts it. Right. Cause normally at this point in the season, and I think a lot of fans may not realize this. So when the show comes back normally in September, um, they start filming normally like end of June, beginning of July. So by the time the show comes back um, they've got, you know, they've got like three months of episodes already shot and so what, you know, what we see on screen has already been filmed months prior, whereas right now, because they came back in September, like what we've seen is all they've shot. Like, you know, yeah. they have a little bit more for the, the what they were filming, you know, in kind of November, December, but that's it. So like one of the reasons the hiatus is, is so long um, is because they have nothing to show us right now, or they yeah. have like one episode to show us, maybe two, like one and a half, and you, you can't come back with that. They have to have at least like three or four episodes before they can come back. And since they aren't going to be able to film as early in January as they wanted, I mean, they, they need time to actually film.
1: Yeah, and so, I yeah. think this also explains why actors this season keep saying, we don't actually know what happens next if Meredith is going to wake up. Yes. But, maybe, but this, of course, affects the storyline, the pacing of storyline. But, and maybe, I mean, if you like, we can talk about this more, maybe in another episode or a podcast. Yeah. Let us let us know if you're interested in it.
0: Yes, uh, as a shout out to our fans, um, if uh, if you guys be be interested in hearing more about this kind of thing, about how they actually film and how that process actually works, and how that affects storylines, like it's it you know that stuff is really affecting things this this season. Um, let us know. Drop us a line on on Twitter, on Instagram, and let us know because um, we love to hear from you guys and we love feedback and. Uh, yeah, we, we might talk about this some more uh, in our next episode. Yeah, is there anything else you wanted to, to touch on uh, that we haven't talked about yet? No,
1: no, I think I embarrassed myself enough today. <laughs> to all of you, my Patrick Dempsey story. But yeah, <laughs> I think that is enough for today.
0: Okay. All right, everyone. Uh, so that's our show. Uh, as always, if you like what you heard today, be sure to subscribe, like, rate, and review our show and tell your friends. Um, our theme song is inspired by Kevin McCloyd. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Dance It Out Pod, and on Instagram at Dance Out Gray's Anatomy. Don't forget to hit us up with feedback or comments or what you'd like to see more of. And we've got uh, we've got some great stuff coming up. Um, the show might be on hiatus, but we are not. So we've uh, we've got some great stuff coming up for you guys. Um, until next time, I'm Jasmine.
1: I'm Giuseppe, and this is Dance It Out, a Gray's Anatomy podcast.